Kendall Jenner has agreed to pay $90,000 because of an Instagram post gone wrong. It's all tied to that festival, uh, the Fire Festival. This is Saturday, May 23rd, and it is time for Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from beautiful Lake Mayapak in Putnam County, New York. And coming to you yet again from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with the takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life and Google spreadsheets automatically updated every day. The most flexible way to track your money in one place. You can sign in with Google or actually with Microsoft Excel. Check it out at tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. If you use our link, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF, not only will you get uh, to check it out, but you'll also get 10% off your annual subscription. So congratulations to you that you're watching the show and we just handed you 10% off. You're welcome, Bobby saying you're welcome Why, to everybody. Thank you. No, and look, a lot of people are using Tiller because um, uh, because you get organized. It's a way to get organized when you are uh, home and you finally have the time and you are running out of excuses. You need to do it. The truth is it's not really a lot of work because you do it once and then it's done. Getting organized is really cool because it allows you to see the past better. At the time that she did this, I think Kendall Jenner wishes she could have seen the future. That's what she really wanted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you got to wait a minute to cash that check. Yeah, we'll we'll give you more about uh, Kendall Jenner, not the billionaire, but the sister of the billionaire. We'll have more on her after we see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. It's time for today's headlines only at Money with Friends. This story comes to us from the Wall Street Journal. It is by Jonathan Randalls. Kendall Jenner settles lawsuit over Fire Festival. Model agrees to pay $90,000 to settle a bankruptcy lawsuit over Instagram, over an Instagram post promoting the failed 2007 music festival. Model and social media influencer Kendall Jenner has agreed to pay $90,000 to settle an Instagram over that post promoting the Fire Festival in 2017. Um, that music event whose collapse went viral online, spawning two documentaries and resulted in prison for the organizer. The since-deleted Instagram post was the subject of a 2019 lawsuit brought by a bankruptcy trustee who is recovering money for Fire Festival creditors who lost money in the event. Artists including Migos, Pusha T, you can tell how old I am with this. Oh, <laughs> Blink-182, I know them. Um, Little Yachty were booked for, but never performed at the event. They were also sued to recover money paid by festival organizer William Billy McFarland. Terms of the settlement were described in papers filed Tuesday in U.S. Bankruptcy Court. Ms. Jenner, who has... Oh my goodness, 129 million Instagram followers. Uh, that's what? Allegedly. That's three more uh, than us. Yeah. Allegedly paid $250,000 for the Instagram post promoting the event and was paid an additional $25,000 days later by Mr. McFarland's Fire Media Inc., according to the lawsuit brought by bankruptcy trustee Gregory 
Messer. You want to pick it up there? Yeah, Miss Jenner, 24 years old, has denied any liability related to the lawsuit, court papers say. The settlement was reached after Miss Jenner and the trustee agreed to mediation late last year. The agreement, which must be approved by a judge, averts the time and expense of continuing to litigate. A lawyer representing Miss Jenner declined to comment. Lawyers for the bankruptcy trustee didn't immediately return a message seeking comment Wednesday. Bankruptcy law gives trustees the ability to claw back payments made before a company files for bankruptcy. Investors who sank money into Fire Festival forced the company behind the event into Chapter 7 bankruptcy in 2017. Miss Jenner's post was part of the slick advertising that was used to hype Fire Festival on social media. The festival was supposed to take place over two weekends on an island in the Bahamas and was touted as, quote, the cultural experience of the decade, but fell apart immediately when attendees showed up and started posting photos on Twitter of bad food and unfinished festival grounds. The festival's collapses spawned new numerous civil lawsuits and was chronicled in separate documentaries released last year by Hulu and Netflix. Mr. McFarland serving a six-year prison sentence after pleading guilty to fraud charges. I really like the fact that you brought this up, Bobby, because I think that, you know, um, when it comes to financial planning, a lot of the time I would have, and, and this, by the way, came up a lot, when it came to a few things, number one, the importance of an umbrella liability policy we can talk about, but also with some government benefits like Medicaid. And I'll give you an example there. What would happen sometimes was that people would frankly try to commit fraud when one person got something like Alzheimer's and they knew that they were going to need long-term care support, they would try to strip them of their assets, give them to family members, get rid of everything. So it looked like they had no money. And then the state would pay for a Medicare or Medicaid approved long-term care facility. Um, uh, there are all these clawback laws. You get money and then mm -hmm. the place goes bankrupt. The, the attorneys can come get that money back, can try to get back a lot of that money. Now, it sounds like she still made money, right? She had to pay well, 90000 bucks, and she got paid 275000 yeah, that's what I don't really understand. She got to keep the majority of the money, assuming that, you know, these facts are all true. And this is a Wall Street Journal story, so they're pretty good there. Um, what's also interesting is that she, you know, she didn't write, and there's a number of articles about this that came out um, in the past week. The heart of, of her liability, as I understand it, and I am not a lawyer, is that she didn't indicate that she was paid. So you're supposed to now write, there's there's rules, you're supposed to write hashtag ad if you are getting paid by the company that you're endorsing. And also, just in good faith to your audience, you should always disclose if you have an affiliation, if you're being paid by a company. I know when you and I talk about any company that we have an affiliation with, we always disclose that we have a business relationship with that company. It's very important to do. And so the heart of, of her, what's her fault is not so much that the fire Festival was a failure. It's that she, she did not indicate that she was being paid to endorse it. And I think she also, um, you know, implied that her brother-in-law, Kanye West might be performing when that certainly was not necessarily true. There was no proof of that he was even ever scheduled. And so she came under fire for that as well. It's a lot about dis disclosure.
Yeah. The, and, 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 and that's, that's a really important thing is whenever any celebrity talks about anything, you really need to think what's in it for that person, right? Is there something in it for them? And, and if you watch either of these documentaries, you now know that uh, not only did they pay Jenner, but they also paid a lot of supermodels and mm-hmm. big time influencers to talk about it, right? They brought them out there early. They put them in these boats. They took them around. They showed them that this is going to be a fantastic time when on the inside, it was already blown up. Like, you know, a month before they, they kind of all knew that this was a house of cards that was going to be pretty ugly. Right. They spent millions on influencer marketing and it was very effective in terms of bringing in the top line revenue. But unfortunately the operational end of the, uh, of the program was not so competent. So they had really good marketing. In fact, I believe one of those documentaries was actually put together by their former marketing company. And that's why they had so much of the footage. (laughs) Well, and, 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 and that's, what's interesting is, you know, I always believe that you are who you surround yourself with, and when it, when and and I've had some feeling of trust when I know somebody is surrounded by good people that they have good people around them. Um, uh, this, so I, then I trust a little that this is good, but you still have to do some due diligence, right? I mean, there still has to be some due diligence going on that this is really a, uh, this is, um, this is, this is a real thing. I don't think you can just trust your buddy Kendall Jenner that it's going to be okay. That, that, that might be step one. Step one might be, I respect Kendall Jenner. I think she's cool. Follow her on Instagram, like what she's done in the past. But then I still have to dig in myself and look and make sure that this is what I think it's going to be. But the truth is we really had no way of knowing. I mean, any conference that you go to, any gathering, when we get out of this pandemic mess, it's, it's really, you know, you're, 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 it's a it's a good faith assumption that, that it's going to actually run when the truth is many conferences, you know, sometimes come together at the last minute by a thread. I don't think we know. It's a challenging thing to pull off. This fire festival was is the exception. They they just were beyond incompetent and and they were greedy and they were. I mean, the guy's in jail. I think that says it all, really. Right. Um, and the question also is how much responsibility do the influencers really have for the event? I don't know based on this whether they're really holding her accountable in any way, nor maybe should she be accountable that the event fell apart. I think what she's being held accountable for was the fact that she did not disclose her payments, that she was a paid endorser. And that is what the controversy is. As I understand it, I'm not a lawyer. Regardless, do you think that, uh, that she saw this coming? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't watch her show regularly, so I don't really, not that familiar with her, but it's something that she and all of us need to know that when you endorse something and you put your name behind something, even if it's something like recommending a product to a friend or recommending, you know, we casually recommend, uh, you know, oh, this is my accountant. This is my real estate agent. Realize that that is an endorsement. And that person is going on your trust when they go forward with that. And I think she needed to, to understand that regardless of whether there was any money changing hands or not, people do trust her and follow her. And that is a responsibility. Even we as individuals to our friends have. Yeah. The, the, the reason I, the reason I bring that up too, though, is that a lot of the time these lawsuits come out of the blue. Mm-hmm. You, you have no idea that something's going to happen. And so if we're taking this from something that happened to, 
really wealthy <laughs> people and these influencers and you're like, what does that have to do with me? This is why, you know, we had a discussion in our, in our uh, private Facebook group, Bobby, recently about an umbrella liability policy. Uh, mm -hmm. An insurance agent was trying to recommend to somebody that was in our community that they buy an umbrella liability policy. And it was interesting because the person said, they're like, I, I just thought it was a sales pitch. And nearly everybody in our community went, no, you should get an umbrella liability policy because what an umbrella does is it it looks at everything that might be over and above what your homeowner's insurance coverage uh, covers or renter's insurance if you rent and what your car insurance covers. Those both have liability protections. But, you know, when you look at these, these uh, lawsuits, they're never for $250,000 or $500,000, which is the coverage you might have on your car. These are going to be million dollar things, you know, one million, two million dollars that that, that happens. So it, it's it's crazy uh, how much money there is involved in these lawsuits and an umbrella liability policy really inexpensive. So what I used to recommend when I was a financial planner was this: you you maybe raise you get an emergency fund. Once you have your emergency fund, you then raise the deductible on your homeowners and your car insurance. Now, remember, those are the parts that you're going to pay if something comes up. So realize that if you do get in a car accident, that emergency fund is self-insurance. You're going to have to pay that money. So it's not, you know, have your cake and eat it too, so to speak. But the chance that that's going to happen for most people is pretty low. And when you raise those deductibles, your premium goes down and then you use that money that you saved to buy the umbrella liability policy. And now you have appropriate insurance without spending more money. So two things, first of all, you're talking, so you're saying Kendall Jenner in theory, representing the every person should have had, should have, we don't know if she does or doesn't umbrella insurance to protect herself from something like this. Yeah. For her, this would have been, okay. th this has been a different type of, of insurance. She would have had a business, uh, a liability insurance policy. Right. It's a little different, okay. but if we try to mash it with what the average person right. listening to us uh, thinks it's, it's going to be an umbrella liability policy. The other thing I would say is that many, if you work for a large corporation or even a small one, but certainly large corporations, they almost always do offer this when you get to your annual um, uh, choices of health insurance and all that bundled in with that, look for um, both, well, for umbrella insurance, which we have, um, and I think it's a very good idea through my husband's company, you can buy it and it's very affordable because the odds are you're not going to need it because you usually come to it after yeah. exhausting other insurance. Um, but also there's also um, often a benefit at many companies is you can pay a nominal amount. I mean, a few bucks a paycheck usually to have legal resources so that you can have a first line defense. It won't always pay for everything legal, but it will provide you with legal counsel um, if things do come up that you have access to lawyers, much like it's almost like an HMO um, for healthcare plans. You can have a, a lawyer where there's a network of lawyers that you can go to for advice, which I think has been a tremendous resource when we've had just quick, easy questions yeah. that are generally standard. You know, I got a question, I'm redoing my will, or they can even do a will in most cases, um, you know, included in that. So those are great resources for everybody. That's what, what I used to do was have uh, my clients sign up for those to get their will pay for it for a year. And then if they were in some type of job where this type of thing wasn't going to come out of the blue and they already had an umbrella liability policy, we would then let it go and they get their will done for next to nothing. 
you know, you just get your estate yeah. plan done. So, so yeah, great things stuff. are pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our big takeaways from today's show, but first I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor Tiller. Tiller is the place where I go to manage my money. And the reason why I like Tiller is because of the fact that it's a spreadsheet program. What I like about a spreadsheet, and by the way, I'm not a spreadsheet guy. What I like about this though, is that there are people in the Tiller community who make templates already. So it's super easy to use and I can change those templates to emphasize the stuff I like and not emphasize the stuff I don't like. And the cool thing is you can kick the tires for 30 days. And if you like it and use our link, you have to use our link to do this. You'll get 10% off your annual subscription. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash, excuse me, stackybenjamins. What am I talking about? See, I'm back in stackybenjamins mode, Bobby. It's been a long day already. <laughs> Let's go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And, uh, and you'll get uh, to kick the tires and get 10% off. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. That's better. All right. What's our takeaway from this uh, story? It's, it's, it's weird. It's funny. We do this in front of a uh, live uh, audience where you normally on Facebook. Today we are on, um, on YouTube and uh, Ilkey's with us and, and said, uh, you know, we're talking about this thing two or three years ago and it's amazing this festival situation that it's 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 back in the news because of uh, finally settling some lawsuits around it. But what's our takeaway here? Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because my takeaway starts with the fact that this seems like a lifetime ago because it was a few years ago. And we know a lot more now and these lawsuits are still going on now. The vast majority of posts, as I said, we know now, are by huge influencers on social media are paid. I don't know that we were as fully aware of that when this was happening, but it's a reminder to always be careful in trusting celebrity endorsements, but also all of us before you do business with somebody and attach your name to a project, it's up to you to vet the project and really understand what you are effectively endorsing just by being connected to it. Even when it comes to recommending something to a friend, don't be so fast to cash the check or, you know, get your referral fee, whatever it may be, be careful who you do business with. And of course, you know, have the right insurance. No, I, well, I like the idea of, uh, of doing your due diligence and the fact that a celebrity endorsement, um, may not mean what you think that it means. And we'll talk more about that on Monday show as well, by the way. But when we, but when we talk about this, I think this idea that of, of protecting ourselves becomes so important. And we're talking about this a lot right now with the whole COVID thing, right? The importance of having an emergency fund rears its head. But then what's cool, Bobby, is once you have an emergency fund, like we talked about, then you can start raising deductibles because that's self-insurance. And you can either then save that money or use it for an insurance like an umbrella policy, which would protect against something like this. If we had, you know, somebody has a slip and fall accident right out in front of our house in our front lawn, let's say, uh, uh, it can protect against that. So, I really like this idea of thinking through your, it's almost like when I was a kid, we had that uh, tornado plan. I don't know if you guys uh, had that growing up, Bobby, but when I was a kid, you know, in school, we talk about what's your family's catastrophe plan. If there's a fire, if there's a tornado, what do you do? And now we would go home and we'd have our parents practice with us, all this stuff, practicing and thinking through what you're going to do if something bad happens ahead of time. I have to tell you, it really feels good. Really, really feels good. I remember, and this is horrible, but I even remember after, after 9-11, uh, when I was with American Express, all of us having a big conference about what's our contingency plan if something bad happens. Because 9-11 was a super painful reminder that none of us had them. 
you know, we didn't have them mm-hmm. and we had no idea what to do next. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry yeah. to make that even more. I mean, you know, a lawsuit <laughs> over a failed festival is nothing. 9-11, something no. completely different, yeah. but, um, but yeah. get your contingency plans in order, Bobby. Absolutely. Look, yeah. who knew we would be having a pandemic like this and we would all be home for so long. I thought, um, look, when we first talked about this, I thought a quarantine would be a matter of days. We talked about packing a little bag. <laughs> I know. We, I, had, we had no idea. We were so clueless. We really had no idea. I'm no still idea. in the you same. You look back at those, whatever we were saying three or four months ago and wow, we had no idea what was going to come. Remember those days? Remember the days when we were in Orlando like a week before this all started? Oh, it, was, it wasn't even before this all started. It was happening. We just didn't know it. It just wasn't that, didn't feel like we that know. big a deal. That's crazy. By the way, I, want a, hair, I want a haircut so bad. I want a haircut. Oh yeah. I just want a haircut. My, my husband cut my hair. So anyone that's curious can come look at the t- video of this on YouTube and see. He actually didn't do a bad job. No. Nice job. Okay. If Neil wants to cut my hair too, tell him <laughs> have at it. All right, Bobby, where do people go if they want to help us make this show? Uh, come follow us on Instagram at Money Friends Pod. Stay close to Instagram stories where we post the times that we are taping. We also post questions and quizzes and polls. So you can be part of the show and get a shout out. And you can learn more about our uh, cast. We're going to be announcing a new cast soon, actually. In just uh, under a week, I think, we're going to be announcing a new cast for the next season of Money with Friends. You can find out about our current and past casts at moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And by the way, I didn't mention our Twitter handle is also at moneyfriendspod. Yeah, come follow us there. Uh, We have a lot of fun on all those channels. We're going to have more fun back here on Monday because we're talking about a financial celebrity, Dave Ramsey, in the news. Who's that, Bobby? Who's Dave Ramsey? Hmm. Hmm. We'll talk controversy. <laughs> we'll talk Just about saying there's a controversy. <laughs> Dave Ramsey and controversy. Bring it on. We got it for you Monday. Have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you back here then. Bye bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Money with Friends.